Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down, kicking it on this uh, Sunday night. Let's bring it. we got a ton of stuff to get to as the countdown is on. The National Basketball Association playoffs are set to tip off, but they'll be doing it without Mike Conley as Mike Conley leaves uh, the bubble to be with the birth, uh, be there for the birth of his child, to be there uh, with his uh, girl, to be uh, Mr. Dad and all that uh, type of stuff. Tuka Rask also bails on the Boston the Bruins. We're going to break it down. We're also going to break down the Philadelphia Flyers beating uh, the Montreal Canadiens in one of the dullest playoff games in the history of the National Hockey League uh, playoffs. Uh, if you want to call it the playoffs and if you want to call it uh, refereeing uh, as uh, well, there's a lot of if you want to call uh, stuff going on uh, right now in the National Hockey League. Uh, we're tracking it. Uh, somehow the Chicago Blackhawks uh, live to fight another day. Absolutely freaking dominated. When we say somehow, well, Corey Crawford saves uh, their ass. We're going to be breaking it all uh, down. Big man on campus going to step up, and then we're going to run the gauntlet as far as the National Basketball Association playoffs are concerned. Denver and Utah are the first ones up. We're going to break it down. you got the Raptors. And uh, the Nets, the Philadelphia 76ers, and uh, the Boston Celtics, and of course the Dallas Mavericks, and uh, the Clippers will break down uh, the point spreads. We'll see if there's any angles, first quarter um, totals, and stuff like that. I think uh, totals are going to be interesting uh, to attack. All right. So, uh, man, uh, we've got the NHL playoffs uh, going on. Now you throw in uh, the National Basketball Association as well. And uh, Monday is going to be off the freaking uh, hook. It's going to be a wall-to-wall action all day. We got uh, Columbus and Tampa uh, on the board. The Vancouver Canucks and the St. Louis Blues are throwing it down a desperate St. Louis Blues hockey team uh, right now. So a ton of stuff to get to uh, here. We're breaking it all down. A Major League Baseball campaign uh, continues. And a carnage continues. The injuries uh, continue. The pennant chase and the mini season continues. We're kicking it uh, here. Sports Rage Sunday. It's the uh, sports Sunday night sports mass, uh, so to speak. So we throw it down. Man, you gets uh, thrown down the same way Man City did. DEPL once again chokes big time. Again, shocker. Sports Rage late night. Bet your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. 
I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without Ranger Hall. <laughs> Sports Rage Late Night. I'm Ramsey. Vent your rage. As there is a lot of rage to be vented uh, this evening, especially if you're a Dallas uh, Maverick uh, fan. The NBA logo, not just Jerry West, uh, but it should say uh, screwing the Dallas Mavericks for 25 plus years. <laughs> screwing. The NBA logo should be like Mark Cuban, like bent over. That's what the NBA logo uh, should be. They, a new commissioner, same hate uh, when it comes to the playoffs. And he's got to be thinking, you got to be kidding me, man. You know, we've been screwed over by uh, the other Los Angeles team. We've been screwed over by the Miami Heat. Uh, now we get you know, a hit job here this evening. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, favorites uh, go 4-0 and and uh, they cover, but it wasn't easy. And you could say there were a couple of uh, real hard, uh, bad beats if you're on the underdogs uh, this evening. All right, so Sports Rage Late Night has uh, begun. Um, I am Gabriel Morancy. I just want to uh, welcome a new audience uh, here this evening in uh, San Diego, Los Angeles, Southern California, the mightier 1090. Let's bring it, the 50,000-watt juggernaut. We're going to be uh, kicking it uh, here. Um, weeknights at midnight, uh, Cali uh, time. And since we're kicking it in Cali uh, this evening, I figured why not do it local one of our main men, Whale Capper, steps up and in, and uh, Vince Michelle will join us a little bit later on from Semi Valley. He's uh, fresh off his UFC 252 uh, victory on Saturday night against Jim Miller. So a lot of stuff to break down, but let's talk some NBA playoffs right now with one of the sharpest minds out there. Whale Capper steps up and in. Whale Capper, welcome to the program, my man. Always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us on this Monday night. Hey, Gabe. Thanks for having me, man. I'm ready to vent. <laughs> I was on some of those dogs today. Um, lost on Utah, Philly, and and uh, Mavs. And that last one stings especially bad because I, uh, I had over 229 as well. So double double smacked on, uh, on the nightcap there. And uh, it was a tough one, man. Tough way to start the playoffs by digging a little bit of a hole here. But um, I think we learned some important stuff today. And I think uh, we're going to be able to uh, go back to the well because uh, those three, I think, are going to be pretty competitive series still. Well, I tell you what, um, you're preaching to the choir, man. I had the Utah Jazz, and it looked like a pretty smart uh, play. I was pulling to Barry Horowitz, patting myself on the back. And I knew when Jokic went up for the layup late, I was like, oh, boy. And I didn't want to be negative about it going to overtime, uh, but it is what it is. It falls apart. You know, Mitchell goes off 57 points, epic. Only Jordan Elgin Baylor have done that in losing efforts uh, in the playoffs. And same thing. I tried to be contrarian. Uh, look at me. I'm Carl Contrarian. Well, Whale Capper stepped up, clicked uh, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. 
fell apart late. And you know what's brutal, bro? I even, like, mm-hmm. uh, when it was six and a half, I bought a half a point, and I had it at seven. Of course, they lose by eight. And then, mm-hmm. like you, like you, I had an over 229 and a half in the uh, Mavericks and Clippers. And, of course, we get to 228. And, of course, the Porzingis uh, didn't get kicked out of the game. Of course, there was no way, right? I mean, we never would have got you know, one more bucket, right? Let's talk about that, bro. Like, that come on, man. This, this is the, this oh, the playoffs, bro. What the hell are we doing here? It's the playoffs, bro. That, yeah. 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 That was the softest two texts I can remember. And I especially, the, the you know, given how the, uh, the second one played out was kind of um, – inexcusable really i don't think that they're i mean they are, this is like league issues a quiet apology uh when in fact you may have swung the entire competitive balance of the series um and it absolutely took the air out of the game i mean if you know what uh 34 point third quarter there uh after uh you know all, that uh, you know offensive barrage in the first half was uh just bizarre and um yeah i never really got you know the Mavs never really got back in an offensive rhythm they had a little bit of a run late there to try to get the, you know, get it, get it close to get it down to one possession. Um, but it was not to be. And I, you know, it's frustrating because uh, I, for sure, you know, I, I will go, go to the wall and tell you that uh, the jazz at plus four and a half or plus five, whatever you bet it at, that was a bad number. Like there is absolutely no way that there's four and a half points to separate those teams. And all you have to do to, to verify that is in the last two games, they've played to OT. Right, like those two teams are within a basket of each other, without question in my mind. And so, if you're betting plus four and a half, plus five, you're making a good bet. Similarly, with the Clippers and the Mavericks, like these are these are obviously very close teams in terms of uh, strengths and weaknesses and how they match up. The Clippers, uh, even with more experience and even with um, you know the the advantage they had once Porzingis was out of the game, still needed some late free throws, luck, and some. Uh, lucky bounces and misses from the uh, three-point line for the Mavericks to get the cover. So I still I still contest that uh, those were good bets and that they were the right side of the game. It just got the unlucky bounces and in uh, a bunch of the sides that I thought were uh, you know you know you were making good plays on, and that happens sometimes. You know this is uh, this is gambling. The ball is uh, is a little bit un you know it's round and shaped a little funny. It's got you know funny bounces and you know crazy things happen and the refs. Uh, I feel like today uh, did not do the NBA and especially good service in terms of, um, you know, fair officiating. And it felt like, uh, you know, they had undue influence really. And in, in the first half of the jazz uh, nuggets game, and then for sure in the second half of that, uh, that Clippers Mavericks game. But, you know, it's a, the, Doc Rivers does this at times in the playoffs where he sends his guys in and says, hey, you know what? Like, we're just going to be physical. We're going to be disruptive on defense. You know, we're we're just going to try to make them uncomfortable. Uh, and at some point, the refs are going to have to, you know, swallow the whistle or, uh, you know, a fight breaks out. And so it's this is in small part on Doc Rivers. This is in small part, you know, on, you know, just his overall philosophy, which I think stinks, uh, at least in terms of, you know, an entertaining competitive product uh, and uh, the, the actual calls on the floor, uh, you know, were, are very frustrating. And now you have uh, what had the makeups of an extremely competitive series between the Clippers and Mavs, you know, likely to go, uh, you know, deep in deep into that series, uh, particularly if the Mavericks pull off a game one upset. Uh, and now, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, the, the, the energy is kind of taken sucked out of the room a little bit here and, uh, we may be looking at a much shorter series, and that deprives the fans of some entertainment value. So, good job, 
uh, all around, I guess, uh, especially on day one of the playoffs. A whale capper kicking it with us. And, yeah, not to mention today, Scott Foster teed up uh, Quinn Snyder uh, for for verbal abuse and yelling and swearing when he was actually talking to his own players. He was actually yelling at his own team, and he got teed up. Like, that, you know, what, what an embarrassment. Like, really? These guys are in a bubble sacrificing their lives right now, and, and this is the type of officiating that they get in day one? Absolutely pathetic. And... You know, uh, Whale Capper kicking it with us uh, right now from the beach, Long Beach, uh, California, uh, in the house. So, you know, Whale Capper, one thing, too, you look at Marcus Morris, and in hockey, you know, you've got antagonizers, basically. Good players, and one of the jobs that they their job is, and they're good at it, is getting under your skin and getting you to take a penalty. You know what I mean? Sort of like a football player that's good at, like, you sure. know, slapping you, and then, you know, aha, uh-huh, and... You know, the flag gets thrown after. That's Morris. And Morris did his job. I mean, Morris wants to fight everybody. Morris cheap shots Doncic. That's what started it all. He really did. He should have been teed up for that. That should have been it. It should have been, all right, you're teed up for that. Everything else, everybody go back to your bench and it's all good. He starts it, but, you know, he wins. That's what he's brought there for. And he talked about it. You know, Doc Rivers and him are getting a laugh about this. You know, hey, good for you. And I'll use the hockey analogy. It's like, a lot of times, like, basically, you're a hero in hockey, whale capper. Let's say you're a third or fourth line guy, and you baited one of the other top players on the other team into taking a penalty with you. So you both go to the penalty box, but it's like, yeah, whatever, bro. You're a lot better than me, so I win. You just hurt your team a hell of a lot more than yeah. I did. And that's exactly what happened with Morris uh, here. You know, no matter No matter what happens... Um, you know, he wins here, and then Porzinga gets kicked out, and then Morris ends up hitting a bunch of shots, too. And freaking Jamal Murray could have missed earlier today, bro, late in the game. It's good. I was like, Mitchell's yeah, like epic, oh. reminding me of Kobe and stuff. And then Jamal Murray pulls a Steve Nash to the basket. Free. Oh. Murray again, Murray again, Murray again. All right, we'll blast through tomorrow's basketball games with Will Capper. Get into the Lakers and the Blazers. Are the Bucks going to blow the magic out? Heat Pacers, Thunder, Rockets. Bring it. Sports Rage Late Night continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.
Visit today. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Morenci. Then your rage. Vince Michelle's going to step up a little bit uh, later on. Uh, victorious on Saturday night in the uh, UFC 252 octagon. Great win. <clears throat> Great win. <clears throat> Excuse me against uh, Jim uh, Miller. All right, we're going to break it down. Whale capper kicking it with us uh, right now. We're talking NBA uh, basketball. So let's get right into this, uh, Whale capper. I really look forward to your take on the Blazers and the Lakers. Uh, but just uh, quickly, uh, Bucks and, um, and Orlando. Listen, Milwaukee... Milwaukee mailed it in. They didn't have anything to play for in the bubble, but they should be able to turn it up a notch against uh, the Orlando Magic. I wouldn't want to be taking Orlando uh, here unless, you know, you can tell me otherwise, but are you interested in laying the uh, the dozen here? Any interest in this game at all? I, you know, this series stacks up almost exactly like Raptors-Nets in terms of how much of a mismatch it is, which makes handicapping it not fun <laughs> i would say if you're going to look for any bettable angle here you're probably looking for uh the milwaukee bucks team total over uh rather than laying the minus 12 just because at some point in this game it's going to be so comfortably in hand that you're going to see a decent amount of the reserves come in for uh for the buckaroos and i you know the orlando's defense has not been anywhere close to what we've seen from them over the course of the regular season come bubble um they're not playing with anywhere close to the same intensity they've lost jonathan isaac who's a human you know massively important part of their defensive scheme overall uh darren gordon likely limited if he plays at all um and so really orlando's entire mindset coming into this game i would imagine is we're going to need to bomb threes that's kind of the achilles heel in terms of uh the bucks defensively they will give you give up the outside looks uh and so i think um orlando has kind of embraced variance here and and try to shoot the lights out uh, I think that opens up a lot of transition opportunities for Milwaukee, so they should score into the 120s pretty comfortably here. Uh, I wouldn't mind to look at the uh, Bucks team total over. Um, but I'm not going to lay the points. I'm just going to see how this one plays out. I'm probably not going to bet much on this series or on the uh, Raptors-Nets, and they're probably not going to be all that long series-wise. So not uh, not too not too worried about these two. You know what I did? I thought I handled the Raptors uh, game uh, pretty well. I laid the six in the first half, but I didn't lay the points because, you know, I knew – Sort of, you know, I expected, as you stated, I, I thought the Raptors would come out on fire, take the pedal off the metal, and then sort of you'd have to sweat it out. Except, you know, that's what they did, but then they ended up pulling away again. I sort of think Milwaukee sent a message. If, you know, the old, uh, you know, if you had to take it, yeah, but come on, Marenzi, you know, who do you like anyways? Come on, come on. <laughs> All right, lay the points with the Bucks, uh, but you're on your own uh, doing it. All right, quickly on the next one, Miami Heat and the Pacers. Everybody is uh, penciling this in like they basically already know the final score, man. Like, um, oh, yeah, yeah, Miami are just going to be too much for them. The Jimmy Butler has shut down uh, Warren. Warren only averaged 10 points a game against uh, the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler uh, this year. These two teams don't like each other. They played each other a million times. They just played each other twice in a bubble as well. There is some bad blood between them. Should be a pretty chippy, chippy uh, series, but... Uh, are you buying in? I, I'm not hearing a lot of people pick the Pacers here at all. Mm, I think this is the good spot to pick the Pacers, actually. And, um, you know, they're live dogs in the series, especially early. Uh, and a lot of that comes down to the fact that Milwaukee, uh, Miami is counting on contributions from a lot of very, very young players uh, who haven't had playoff experience yet. And we've seen guys like 
uh, you know, Michael Porter Jr., for instance, great example. Like he was a massive part of, uh, you know, Denver's offensive sets over the course of the bubble. Uh, and he gets off to a nice start today uh, in the first quarter. And then it kind of dawns on him, holy smokes, I'm in a playoff game. Uh, and the guy disappears. And I think you could see similar things happen to the likes of Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, and Tyler Hero, uh, who you are absolutely counting on if you're Miami to fill it up from three because that's how your offense works. Um, meanwhile, Indiana is kind of loaded with re- relatively more experienced players, guys who have been uh, multiple rounds into the playoffs in recent years. And, you know, it's got, you know, you got a floor general like Brogdon. I like his uh, ability to, uh, you yeah. know, lead crunch time offense for the Pacers. You've got, you know, decent, uh, you know, experienced guys like Oladipo and Miles Turner, who, you know, may, may not be enough to uh, win this series for you as the Pacers, but uh, absolutely can make a game out of, out of this game one. Uh, and uh, I'm probably going to be uh, backing Indiana here at plus four uh, and maybe actually um, even better play is to take them on the money line. Cause uh, you know, they, there's not, there's not much that uh, inspires you really about, um, you know, Miami's ability to truly put games away um, and uh, if this is a possession by possession game down the stretch here and the game slows down and it's all about Jimmy Butler creating out of ISO, uh, then I think that plays into the hands of uh, Miami. Now, uh, I do think Miami gets by Indiana in the series, something like 4 2 4 3, um, but they're going to have to, you know, get their young guys kind of caught up to the speed of playoff basketball. And I think that's going to. Uh, that's going to take a couple games here. So if you're going to bet Indiana, I think you want to get down on them early, and this is a nice spot to do it when you're getting a big, uh, big nice plus money on the money line. A whale capper kicking it with us. Yeah, okay, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you, yeah, like, you know, you hear a lot of people, yeah, my power rankings and uh, my my data has it at this. So I'm not going to say this. Yeah, oh, I do actually. I think I have it written on the back of a pack of zigzags here somewhere. My, my power rankings uh, say <laughs> uh, to me, to me on a neutral court, on a neutral court, I don't know. I'm looking at Miami and Indiana, bro. Like, I sort of look at I look at these things like UFC fights, all right? That's how I sort of break it down now. I would just sort of think, all right, let's sure. just be real here. And to me, it's a toss-up. You know what I mean? You drop a ball yeah. on a court, you sure. give me the Four Pacer players and the Heat guys, yeah. I'm like, these guys are dead even on a neutral court. Let's ball. I don't see this big advantage for the Miami Heat on four points on a neutral court. Like, you know what I mean? That's my power ranking Marenzi assessment that these are dead, not even teams, bro. Yeah. I mean, I think people are kind of giving too much credibility to the uh, game six in the bubble where these two teams were playing at relative full strength and Miami just looked really ah, good. Yeah. Like everything went right for them in that game. Like that was not a fair, you know, it's not a fair barometer of what to expect come playoff basketball. We're talking so, about the I second to last game uh, of the regular season in April. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like around, yeah, exactly. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Like, like, yeah. yeah, right. You know, Miami was finally at full strength, and they were ru- they were running their actual offense. They weren't running vanilla nonsense. And Indiana was like they had nothing to play for. They already had their seed pretty much locked up. They were probably holding their cards a little bit. So I don't think that that gives you much of an indication of how competitive this game and how competitive this series is going to be. So, uh, and I would actually. Uh, I'm looking at the money line right now. You can get uh, Indiana at like plus 170 at some shops. I doubt we see that for the rest of the series. Uh, well, Capper, kick it with us. All right, Well, Capper, the Oklahoma City Thunder, one and a half point favorites. Uh, Houston opened up as one and a half point favorites, I remember. 
And, um, you know, so it swung three points. Westbrook not there. You know, to me, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I, I remember talking about this team with you during the season as well, but to me, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they just don't get respect. And I don't know if it's the market that they play in. I don't know if it's because people don't like Chris Paul. They're not flashy and, you know, sort of, you know, similar to Donovan Mitchell. You know, can you imagine, like, if AD went off for 57 or, you know, Harden, oh, my God, you know, Harden's the greatest offensive player in the history of basketball. Donovan Mitchell does it, bro. It's like the eighth headline on ESPN tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah, they're so transparent. Yeah. They're so transparent with this stuff. But the Oklahoma City Thunder, bro, they're the best team in the NBA against the spread. And they're not just good against the spread. They're a good team. They have a chip on their shoulder. They're strong at every position. You know what? You look at their guard situation. They always have two good guys on the floor, bro. You've got Gilgis Alexander. Uh, you've got Dennis Schroeder. And, of course, oh, yeah, you got Chris Paul. So you've always got three guys uh, on the floor there. You've got one of the hardest working and toughest guys in the NBA in Steven Adams. You've got some nice swing men uh, on the team. And, you know, they can, they can you know, pop it and, and hit a three. You got a world-class coach in Billy Donovan. I think they win the series. I, I like the Thunder here. And, and yeah, I, I think, listen, I think Harden is overrated. I, I get it. He's always scores and all this. Good for him. Whatever. He doesn't do anything else. The Oklahoma City, I'll take the fundamentals of the Thunder ball against the Rockets all week long. And I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. They're going to win the series. They're going to win this game. They're going to win the series as well. Oh, man. They are. Uh, they, I mean, obviously you're with the market. I didn't think like, it was uh, that bold. Well, Cap. Then one-sided action. Yeah. You're like, whoa, yeah, whoa, they, wow. You, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're with the market. Like, uh, this has been one-way action for Thunder. Like, uh, to the degree you were right in the opening lines for both this game and the series, they were disrespected. Um, it has, I think now you have to ask yourself, has it overreacted, right? Like, are you comfortable laying two and a half, two, two and a half points with this team? Because, um, you know, they still have to go shot for shot with uh, James Harden, who can create a hell of a lot of offense. Uh, and Russell Westbrook, unlikely to see him in this game, maybe not see him in this series. Uh, but I not you know, he's not a huge uh, factor in how he matches up against this Thunder team. So I don't know if that is especially harmful. I think it, you know, what the way I look at the series overall, you're right that Billy Donovan is a strong coach from a fundamental standpoint. And you're absolutely right that they have, um, you know, a, a barrage of weapons and, and just, you know, depth for days. Right. And so if you're a good coach in Billy Donovan, you're going to be able to kind of solve the puzzle at some point, presumably, right? Like you're going to figure out what lineup uh, is the most effective against the small ball Houston rotation. But yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen in game one. I think it's think you're going to have to feel your way into this one a little bit. And it's going to take a couple of games before you really do solve the puzzle. If, uh, I think I mean it's possible OKC goes wire to wire in this series, um, but I my my gut is telling me that uh, that they're going to have to try some things out and uh, figure out what works for these guys. So I'm not interested really in the Houston money line, even though it's plus money. I think you attack the over in this game. Two twenty five and a half is way too low. Uh, this is going to be competitive scoring from both sides of the ball. I'm just here for the hate between Chris Paul and Harden as well. How cool is that? <laughs> these guys think they don't. They need to be separated, basically, after the, the loss last year. All right, we're going to get into the Lakers and the Blazers, the main event on the other side with Whale Capper, Sports Radio Late Night.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. My name's Bobby, and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Sports Rage Late Night. Thank you very much, Bobby Riggs. Uh, you know what? That, that, that we should replace that with NBA referees. You know, I mean, you're you're not here because you're referees. <laughs> you're here because you're terrible referees. You need to get better at it, as well. The old the old screw job, and we, you know we we see it we see it in the National Hockey League uh, as well, and you know the old conspiracy theories come out about TV markets and all that other stuff. But nevertheless, we're kicking it with Whale Capper uh, right now. So. Let's get into uh, let's get into this uh, whale capper. I'll tell you what. So immediately following Memphis's um, Memphis's loss uh, against Portland, Portland Memphis, the play-in game on Saturday afternoon. Immediately following the game, I figured I'd put my name on it. All right, like Herm Edwards, put your name on it. So I went on Twitter immediately following. I said, my guess is the uh, the spread opens up Lakers minus five and a half, and. It actually, I saw five at FanDuel when it opened, and then like five minutes later, it was five and a half. So I, you know, it's like they uh, they they listened to mm-hmm. me. Only if I was, I wish I was as good at like picking winners as I was like p- telling you what the number was gonna be. It's easier to tell you what the number's gonna be <laughs> than who's gonna cover the actual number, isn't it? Uh, but so here we are at five and a half, five and a half right now, two twenty nine and a half. And, um, you know, I'm looking at this this basketball game. And, you know, what do you, I look at this. It's the thing that stands out to me the most. So the Blazers played nine games, seven and two, straight up. And the Los Angeles Lakers played that first game against the, uh, the Clippers on a Thursday night. And they seem to be into it. They seem to be interested. You know, Le- LeBron versus Kawhi. The Clippers were at half strength. Uh, it came down to the wire. The Lakers win the basketball game in a close game. All right, everything's great. All right, you know the Lakers are in a bubble. Let's move forward. They play the Raptors on that Saturday night. The Raptors like embarrass them and hold them to like 92 points. They really smack them down, and it was almost like the Lakers were like kids and said, "All right, I'm taking my ball. I'm going home now." Like after that game. They did enough. I think it was Utah they beat, but they did enough to, you know, finally officially wrap up that one seed. And then they just mailed it in after that. And so where I'm going with this is the Lakers really haven't played a meaningful and dialed it up and played real basketball in about six months, bro. And you get a Portland Trailblazer team, sort of like that football team that's like, yeah, yeah, we were six and six, but you know now we're ten and six, and we peaked. We're playing great football right now. You, you know what I mean? That college basketball team that gets hot in the conference tournament and rides it into yep. the tournament, etc. The Blazers are already playing at a high level. I really wonder if the Lakers can match this level in Game One. Do you agree with that take? 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, you don't even have to go that far back. Tennessee Titans did it this year in the NFL playoffs. Punched their ticket week 17 with a win at Houston, and they go on the road, and they beat the Patriots, and they beat the Ravens, and then they have a first-half lead against the Chiefs. Like, yeah, when your team is uh, is playing for their lives and backs against the wall, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a much higher level than anything we've seen out of the Lakers in the bubble. And uh, I think it, you, you know, to a degree, I, you can point to what Toronto did today and say, you know, make some narrative case like, hey, Toronto offense didn't really look crisp, didn't really look great for a lot of the bubble so far. And they flipped the switch today and just absolutely buried uh, the Nets in the first half when they were trying, right? Yeah, but and the Raptors, sorry, let me just judge. Kind of let me just jump in. Conclusion. Let me just throw in quickly. The Raptors sure. were seven and one, though. <laughs> you know, they still were seven and one. The Raptors still like were focused. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? They went seven and one in the bubble. I just want to throw that. Sorry to jump they in. They were right, trying continue. hard on defense for sure, especially. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I, I would you argue though that the I thought their offense. Like, we didn't really see crisp, solid offense until today where they were running, yeah. like, some unique no, sets and really getting guys good looks. Um, yeah, and, I mean, the Lakers is, is kind of a similar story where we just – the offense for the Lakers has been awful. Like, just, like, bad. Like, but bottom bottom three, five of the teams that have been playing in the bubble at all. And you kind of wonder, I mean, I wonder for sure if that's a red flag for this team because they really, they don't have shooters, right? And this is a shooter's gym. The Everybody who's, yep. you know, who can bomb from three, the Dame Lillards and the CJ McCollums of the world are, you know, they're doing well in terms of creating offense. And whereas the Lakers are really trying, you know, potentially could really have to try hard to get. Uh, you know, the, to meet that level offensively. And this does, this does bring up an opportunity potentially to catch them sleeping early in the series. I honestly was ready to try to make a case that the trailblazers were going to be competitive in here, but the Zach Collins injury really threw, threw me for a loop. Um, Zach, the Lakers, I mean, the, the blazers are super, super thin, right? especially at the forward position. Uh, I mean, you know, they're asking uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony and Gary Trent Jr. to give them really, really meaningful minutes uh, at the small forward position. And Zach Collins, who came back from injury, was kind of a, a, a quietly a very important piece, uh, at least in terms of their success in qualifying for the eighth spot in the first place. Uh, and uh, real, like I saw this news come across the wire, and I did a triple take today. Uh, in Zach Collins' place, they're going to give Wenyan Gabriel minutes, uh, and I had to look up, you know, who Wenyan Gabriel was, even though I've watched a hundred thousand hours of NBA this year. Uh, and he's well, judging small, by his name, he must be good. Nine two twenty. <laughs> well, he went to Kentucky, um, but and he, but and guess what? He's going to get matched up defensively against someone who went to Kentucky and Anthony Davis, uh, and that's yeah, not a great yeah. matchup at all. And in fact. Uh, Anthony Davis tends to utterly dominate the smaller uh, power forwards. And I was surprised. I figured they may, you know, go with two, two centers and Nurkic and Whiteside on the floor at the same time. But those guys can't, apparently can't exist on the floor at the same time. And Whiteside's been bad, uh, really, the entire playoffs. I mean, the entire bubble so far. So I can get why Stotts is a little hesitant to throw him out there into the mix. Um, but this is a, potentially a huge problem. And uh, even though the Lakers have been off, uh, you know, even though it looks to me like LeBron James's groin injury is something to monitor, it looks like it might be somewhat serious because I sure as hell am not seeing the same explosiveness and and uh, ability to get to the rim that we've seen from him in years past. 
Um, this could be the Anthony Davis playoffs or bust for the Lakers. And uh, I think it starts against Portland where his matchup is at an enormous advantage. And now if he's getting called, you know, if he's getting the whistle, if he's bullying, uh, you know, whoever they throw out there at the four, uh, you know, throughout the first half of this game, then this could turn into a runaway for the Lakers because they do play uh, pretty good defense. And we have seen Portland fire a ton of their bullets to get here. Like their guys have been playing playoff minutes for a couple of weeks now, 40 minutes a night, uh, you know, on back-to-backs for Dame and CJ. This is going to be tough for them to uh, to bounce back and, and to kind of keep their keep their legs under them uh, with how much they've been playing. So I'm not going to take a side on this one, but I do, uh, I do completely get and agree that there is some point to be made uh, in the fact that, uh, you know, Portland has been playing for their lives and the Lakers have been playing for nothing. Uh, can you make a point to the over here as well as you talk about? Listen, Carmelo Anthony's been a nice story. 16 points a game uh, in the bubble. He's hit a couple of timely threes, more than a couple, actually. He's been clutch uh, for them. You know, he's going to be open. Similar situation. You know, Trent uh, Trent Jr.'s been you know even better and awesome, but he's wide open uh, because you got to worry about Lillard. They're double teaming mm-hmm. him, and then you got to worry about CJ. So, but with that being stated, both Trent and Carmelo Anthony are both defensive liabilities in a massive way. So I, I totally get it. And I, if I'm the Blazers, you're just going to have to hope to outscore uh, the Lakers. Listen, guys, the Blazers went 8-1 and one to the over in the nine games that they played. Talking about the Lakers being a poor shooting team, they're ranked 22nd in the NBA, uh, three-point shooting. Uh, they, they shoot 34.9%. The Blazers are the third-best shooting team uh, in the league uh, from behind the arc, 37.7%. Uh, percent rebounding they're pretty even Lakers 54.2 Blazers uh, 53.3 and I'll tell you what so they played three times all three games sort over the number guys Portland beat them 127 119 the Lakers once beat them 128 120 and they played another time and it was 136 113 we know about Portland's liabilities I'm with you too Zach Collins lost a big loss uh, there I do think the Blazers could give the Lakers problems. I'm curious. Listen, we'll see if the Lakers just, you know, are able to step on the court and, and get it going. Except if the three ball is falling for Portland, the Lakers <clears throat> could have a hard time keeping up. Uh, but I do like the over the best here. I think that's the safest way to go. And I, I'd be surprised if it doesn't soar over the number again, Will Capper. There's a reason why the Blazers are 8-1 to the over. Yeah. Right. And honestly, like if you want to circle some player props, Anthony Davis points rebounds over is going to be a slam. Uh, and uh, first half over is probably a decent look, too, because, again, uh, you know, with as many minutes as Portland has, has played, um, you know, they're going to be in rhythm. Right. Like their shooters are going to be in rhythm early. I, I can entirely see, uh, you know, them get to 60 points in this first half. Uh, and then the question is, how long can they last? Uh, and that's uh, that's kind of where I have my doubts that they're going to be able to hang in the second half, especially if we see what we've seen in the past from uh, LeBron and company that they turn up the defensive intensity in the second half games, fourth quarter especially. So uh, I uh, I'm going to circle the first half over. I'm going to look for uh, Anthony Davis player props because uh, his matchup is just outrageously positive, you know, outrageously in his favor. Uh, and uh, I think the Lakers likely get the win. Um, but boy, am I hoping for a competitive series. I mean, if chalk covers again tomorrow, then, uh, you know, I, I really, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lose, uh, 
lose a, lose some interest in uh, in these playoffs real quick. Um, oh, by the way, while we've been talking, you see what happened? A couple uh, big time money must have come in on Indiana. That thing got slapped. Uh, it was up to it was minus four. It's now down to minus two and a half. That uh, that money line got hit too. So we're we think we're on the right hey, track. People listening to us. Yeah, people tuning in and we're both said, you know, I said that the Morency database on the back of the pack of zigzag said, yeah, this should be a pick em. And they're like, he's right. <laughs> he's right. Yeah, I think, so listen, uh, I think before people, we get you out of here, the people agree. Mark, agrees. Uh, I, we've, we've only got a minute or two. So deep dive media dot uh, CEO. Uh, but I, you've always, you've got so much stuff going on and I always see people congratulating. You're always living a good life. Well, Capper. So where can people find you? What do you got going on? Where's the best uh, place people can uh, get caught up with you? Mm, well, uh, we're still doing the deep dive podcast two times a week. We've uh, we're uh, we're getting close to having our full complement of NFL previews. We've did we've devoted a full episode to two teams a piece so we're giving them like letting we're really letting it out we're really letting it breathe uh so uh, a lot of good nfl content on our podcast uh, the deep dive and uh yeah doing all kinds of other video places so that you, almost everything you can find me at whale underscore capper on twitter uh and uh doing a lot of N- nba content obviously right now because these uh these playoffs offer offer a lot of games to bet on yeah, it's, you know, it's hard to believe, isn't it? We were in the NBA playoffs, yet the NFL is around the corner. No preseason. Uh, so that that's going to be an interesting, interesting uh, dynamic. Uh, but I'm seeing camps are basically open. Um, you know, I saw some, like, you know, practice and pads and all that. Joe Judge is out there punching footballs and yelling at people, looking like a football coach. So, um, <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, if you look like yeah. casting 101, yeah. yeah, we get it. We get it, guy. You're a coach, right? We, yeah, he's got, you know what I mean? Like, we get it. You, you could just yeah. tell he's the type of guy who, like, lays out the coach's tracksuit on his bed before, like, make sure before he gets into his car driving. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's into it. I think he could do a good job. Listen, yeah, Sherman spoiler, was a clown. Spoiler right? alert. So, yeah. 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 Spoiler alert. It's not going to work. <laughs> These are NFL <laughs> players, they're professionals. <laughs> Portrays late night. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. All right, thanks to Will Capper for kicking with us on the show here this evening. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. We get into the octagon in level two. We're going to go to uh, to hell with Pichel, Vince Pichel, victorious on Saturday. We cashed a ticket, and we told you uh, to take him as well. I got to be honest, though. I didn't think he was going to be as dominant as he was against a badass uh, like um, like Jim Miller. And l- listen, man, Jim Miller's not getting any younger. He's 37 years old. Uh, but we're also talking about a Jim Miller that was 3-1 and one in his last four fights coming in uh, to this fight. So we're going to talk. Uh, we'll talk some UFC uh, with, uh, with Vince Paschal, uh, who's victorious. We'll see what's uh, next uh, up on deck uh, for him. All right, so thanks to Whale Capper for talking uh, NBA basketball uh, with us. And uh, we'll go back to the hardwood before we're done uh, here 
this evening. And interesting, the whale capper said uh, there's been some movement, some uh, some overnight uh, movement uh, here on the Indiana Pacers. And, you know, listen, uh, the NBA is a very favorite generated and driven league. Let's be real. We all know this. But the Portland Trailblazers are not, you know, grandma's eight seed here. All right. We're talking about a basketball team that was in the Western Conference Finals last year. We're talking about a basketball team that um, has a future Hall of Famer, uh, considering you know, pretty much everybody makes the Basketball Hall of Fame. Like, uh, I think Benny the Bull is in the Hall of Fame, right? So, like, McCollum probably will be, too. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, you know, listen, Dame Lillard's a badass, okay? And he's not scared of LeBron. He's not intimidated by the Los Angeles Lakers. I really do believe that the, and I don't think momentum is real in sports, but it's not about momentum. It's just about the fact that the the Portland Trailblazers have been playing competitive basketball for a couple of weeks. The Lakers haven't played com- competitive basketball for months. And if Portland legitimately is going to, you know, wants to knock these guys off and actually win this series for real, they're going to need to win this game. You know, like, you, you you're going to need to win the game. If you're if you're the Portland Trailblazers, and I'll tell you what, man, it's down to plus 360 right now. People are buying in right now to the Trailblazers and believing that there is value there. People want to start buying into the St. Louis Blues, the Vancouver Canucks, the Dennis Green. You let them off the hook. You let them off the hook. Like the Canucks Blues off the hook. Portrait. I continue, Ben Gorey, bring it. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.